No problem. Would you? How do you make your tacos? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I call them uh, tacos sucia. They're uh, beef tacos mixed with uh, beef chorizo. You mix chorizo into that? Yeah, the the ground the the uh, beef chorizo. That's fucking rad. Uh, where do you get that? I mean, is that something I can get like a King Supers or something else? Because that sounds amazing. Yeah, you can get it at Walmart. Just get a little tiny thing of chorizo and throw it up in your hamburger. White or white or yellow uh, corn tortillas or flour. Uh, just depends on what if what I'm in the mood for. What was last night? Uh, it was uh, taco shells. Nice. Didn't uh, want to do too much. What type of salsa? Uh, it was just some pico that my mom had made before she left. Nice. Uh, mozzarella or cheddar? Extra sharp cheddar. Extra sharp cheddar. Fuck yes, that was a trick question. <laughs> that, was a, that was a trick question. Uh, Maya, um, it's funny, uh, I've been wanting to talk to you about this because I grew up military and I'm Mexican. Like my family, right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm Apache, uh, Spanish, and Mexican. And I grew up in the military and so I was always around different races. I never really understood racism. I'm not asking about racism. I'm getting here with something. But uh, I always noticed <laughs> that when I was around like Mexican Mexicans, they treated me different. And then I found out I was getting treated like a light skinned Mexican, and, and because yeah. I'm because I'm that pale. And uh, but my family's from Hatch, and we've got a we've got a chili farm there, and uh, we, we we grow pecans on there too, and. It's it's just funny, yeah. like uh, I you accepted me so quickly, and it was such a breath of fresh air because most Mexican dudes treat me like like a uh, Richie Rich uh, light skinned Mexican guy, and I'm not rich, <laughs> you know, I'm not Richie Rich, but I am light skinned Mexican. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice, man. We're gonna, uh, yeah. No, yeah, that's that's how it goes. With you. Um, it's because like my family, like my mom is dark. Uh, my brother's dark, um, and, uh, well, I came out light-skinned, it's because my daddy was light-skinned Mexican, but he was from Chihuahua. Oh, no shit. Yeah. You ever been there? Yes, I've been there. Shitty-looking fucking town. <laughs> uh, I, I've been to Chihuahua. Have you been to Juarez yet? Yes, I have been to Juarez before. What is, uh, last time we were there, uh, I was old enough to drink, but it was 25 cent, those, the good sprites, and then they would give you the little, yeah. the little limes, and that's pretty much all I drank, and we went to, and had, mar well, we had margaritas at a Mexican restaurant, and on the way back, my cousin yeah. Stephanie started 
crying <laughs> on the uh, uh, on the uh, on the trolley back, and uh, w- it hit us. <laughs> we got cursed. All of us. <laughs> We got cursed. It was like two days later. Uh, my aunt Mary calls me. She's like, "How you feeling, man?" And I'm like, "I'm fine." Why are you asking? Like, you know, just not one of those things. that just random text someone how they're feeling unless they've been feeling bad. And I'm like, I'm fine. And she's like, "Well, everyone got sick." And I was like, "I'm fine." And then like ten fucking minutes later, my stomach started rumbling out of my ass. And then, uh, <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. I I I I dig Mexico. It was a it was a cool place. Oh yeah. How do you uh how do you integrate that into your character, man? Is it is it something you consciously integrate or is it just you? Uh it's just me just being around the people I grew up with. Cuz originally that wasn't supposed to be my character. Uh uh we were just training one day and uh Guns had asked us about all of our characters and i was like well i'm just you know this little street baller from pueblo you know yeah and uh guns was like well since you're from pueblo why don't you be a cholo street fighter i'm like maybe i can make that work and I mean, just been doing it ever since you had the dickies already didn't you <laughs> yeah uh, the, the, the green dickies i got a i, I got dicky shorts i got all those colors how did you feel about the boys when they came out in Lucha Underground like four years ago? Did you? Uh, I popped pretty hard for that. I thought that was really cool. Uh, which boys again? They were called the boys in Lucha Underground. They they just came out and just hardcore cholo shit like Dickies, high socks, uh, Adidas shoes, and there was like six of them. And they they would run in and just stomp people to death. And I just like man, like I, I popped so hard when I found Lucha Underground. Man, did you watch a lot of that? I watched a lot of Lucha Underground. Uh, there's still episodes I have DVR'd. I, I haven't had a chance to watch. Um, but then I seen they took it off Netflix, and then they took it off the TV. So I only have so many seasons DVR'd. So I don't. I don't think I got to. I've got. To that. I've got the entire series on a jump drive. I'll I'll bring it on Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. All you gotta. All you'll have to do is just plug it into your fucking uh, PlayStation, and it'll play the whole thing. I was. Man, uh, it, it was funny because uh, when I found that, I, I, it was like a dream. Like, like, is this really happening? Like, they're, they're filming it novella style. Uh, they've got yeah. th- th- their supernatural shit. Daraquito's murdering people. He's drinking. Uh, the the girl, like Marty the Moth, was his his character was a rapist. I'm like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> like. Yeah, they they started getting pretty crazy in Lucha Underground. Like, whoa, this is this is getting a little uh, creepy. It was a little creepy. I, I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, who who were your dudes? Uh, I liked um. Oh dang, I haven't seen Lucha Underground in for a minute. Um. Uh, Matanza. Um... Uh, the dude with the nunchucks, the, the dragon dude. Oh, I, I can't oh, think of yeah. his name right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 it's not Phoenix. It's, uh, or was it Phoenix? No, I, I think no, it was the, the dragon dude with the tongue. Yeah, it was him. And he, like, that nunchuck fight he had with Phoenix, just, oh, God, that was amazing. Yes, yes I saw that. Nunchuck fights, weapons of mass destruction. Uh, it was just like, 
and and not to get too far off topic, I remember I like I stayed up real late watching uh, Lucha Underground one night because there was like four episodes I missed. Oh, one of my guys, one of my favorite guys was uh, Cisco, also mm. known as Mr. Cholo or Little Cholo. Cisco, I loved him. Did you like the Hano? Yeah. The what? Did you like the Hano, the guy that came out in the hat and he had the 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 lasso? <laughs> I thought that guy was yeah. A trip. He was no, it's it's just cool talking about this with someone because uh, it's it's uh, it's sangre, so it's different, you know. Right. It's it's different, and I I made my mom watch a couple of episodes, and she was like, "This is crazy." And then halfway through, she was like, "You know that your grandfather was the biggest wrestling fan," and I'm like, "No," and she's like, "Yeah, it's like he passed it down to you." And that I don't know that made me. Oh yeah. That made me really fucking happy. She was like, every Saturday, every Saturday after cartoon, she was telling me about like what 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 uh, Grandpa Pingo was watching, and, and it was just like, okay, it was passed down to me. But yeah, uh, enough about Lucha Underground. <laughs> enough about Lucha Underground. Tell me more about you. Uh, when did you start wrestling? <clears throat> well, wrestling got into my life. Well, kind of like you, like you said, your your grandpa passed it down to you. Um, every Sunday. After church, me and my grandma would uh, run home as fast as we could so we could watch, um, I don't know if you remember, it was WWF, I think it was Superstars on Sundays. Yeah. So we would we would run home after church and go watch that. And, uh, you know, just been wrestling, well, watching wrestling ever since I was younger. Um, me, when I started actually doing the actual wrestling, uh, I had met. Uh, you guys know Gabriel Alexander. Yeah. I met him at a backyard event here in Pueblo. You know, there's the little, you know, backyard event that goes on here. It's pretty funny. But I met him over there and he was telling me like, Hey, you know, bro, I could actually get us, you know, training for this. And I was like, Oh, for real shit. I, I'm down, you know, we exchange information. Uh, a couple weeks went by. I was like, nah, this fool, this fool's fucking bullshitting me. Nah, nah. Uh, then he hits me up on Messenger. He's like, yeah, I know this guy. Da, 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 da. That's when he mentioned uh, Jimbo Lucas. And, you know, we met up with Jimbo and we just kind of started training with him ever since. Uh, I think uh, my very first match was with uh, Cormac at uh, CSW last, I want to say, March. Really? Really? I was there. Yes. I didn't realize that was your first match. Yeah, it was. I, I was the, the dude. You, you, you don't. You probably remember the take a shower chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I was. Uh, me and my friend were there, and we had just started the podcast, and I was. We were just doing comics only, and I was just obsessed with doing indie wrestling, and that was one of the first indie wrestling shows I went to, and yeah. it, it was such a good time. I I couldn't believe that was just happening. Like I could just drive like down the road and. And and there it was, and you guys were legit wrestlers, yeah. and it was such a breath of fresh air because it was so nitty gritty, but it was also great wrestling. And it's funny you bring up Jimbo because you don't even just... though we just had one rope. <laughs> we had one, I don't know if you remember, we had that one rope. <laughs> <laughs> that was we we're like, all right, we'll roll with it. I don't care. If I pay ten bucks. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, well, the thing is with that. The thing is with that. Early in the day, we were setting up the ring, right? And they got everything all set up, and I'm like, "Hey, Jim, what about the ropes?" Oh yeah, the ropes. 
So I go out to the truck or uh, hit up, get up the trailer, and I just, you know, I just see one rope. You know, I figured, oh, I'll come back, and you know, they're still there. Just got that one rope, dropped it off, went back. Didn't see no other fucking ropes. Went back. I was like, hey Jim, that's the only rope that's on the trailer. And this was after the. Um, I think we lost them. Well, we don't know if we lost them or forgot them. Uh, after the first, uh, the very first CU uh, Colorado United show, mm-hmm. that that was the last time the ring was in use. Oh shit! They disappeared, huh? They disappeared. What was it like taking your first bump? Uh, I was exactly what I expected. You know, kind of painful, but you know, it's something I wanted to do, so I just dealt with it. Did it bring it home for you? Was it was it the feeling that you're like, I, this is what I want? Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking like, because well, after we had set up the ring, Cormac comes up to me. And he's like, hey, you, you've been training with Jimbo, right? Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. You got your gear? Yeah. All right, I'm working you tonight. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> this is really fucking happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hope you had it strapped on because it was going to ha- Cormac wrestles for Rocky Mountain Pro, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah, those guys are getting legit and things are getting better. Um, the other day, um, I was, uh, I did a podcast with, uh, the two Austins, um, uh, Brumach and Logan Austin in, at, yeah. at Mile High. And I, I said, fuck it, you know, let's have a party. So I put it on Facebook and said, hey, you near guys were recording show up the party gets crashed and it was like the funnest two hours of my life they were just it like we weren't even drinking or smoking and it was just non-stop shit talking and just i was so happy about it now we ended the podcast and yeah. and damon was like man you're kind of fired up and i was like dude um because earlier uh like a minute beforehand someone had said that colorado isn't a wrestling state and I said, why not? And they're like, well, there's just not a lot of a big crowd. And like, well, there's plenty of crowd. Y'all get like two, 300 people at fucking Mile High. And the CSW show, the last one was packed at the gills. And I got fucking fired. And they were kind of looking at me because I just got, you know, you, you get that feeling. I'm like, no, why the fuck not? Let's make it a Colorado state. Let's make this place a wrestling state. Fuck Chicago. We've got weed. We've got beautiful white bitches. We got we got weed <laughs> wrestling promotions. Oh, that's what I want to get on. I want to get on the weed wrestling promotions. I like dabbing. I'm dabbing right now while I'm talking to you. Dude, hit it. What are you smoking, man? I'm doing something called uh, uh, Deadered God. It's a sugar wax I got from Apothecary. Oh, cool. Have you tried that nightmare yeah, strain? Chad Kalina is the one who was like, yeah, go down to Apothecary. We got a store in Pueblo. I was like, oh, no shit. Went up in there, told them I knew Chad. I got a $2 discount. It's still a discount. And that, uh, how is it? Does it taste good? Fucking hey, I'm going to do a dab right now. Hey. One. Well, you know what, what they say, like, I, I think, personally, Colorado is a wrestling state. I do, too. But, in all honest opinion, and I'll probably get a lot of heat for it, and I don't care if I get heat, because, you know, 
I'm one of those people, I really don't have no filter. And if I say what's on my mind, it's, it's all honest opinion, you know, it's no shit talking, nothing like that. But yeah. It's egos, man. Everybody's got an ego. Dude, is that a problem, though? I mean, like, why not? Why not have an ego? I mean, you, you, you're, you're there to push I mean, yourself. I mean, obviously, you, you got to make sure you protect your spot. But why not have an ego? Yeah, you've got to protect your spot. But at the same time, don't use your ego and uh, get someone by, say, you're trying to get booked and you can't get booked because this guy don't like you because he's got an ego. And shit, there's plenty. It's like what Big Guns told me. There's plenty of wrestling to go around. You know, there's no need to be. Oh, if you go work for this company, you can't work for me, or you know, like that. You know, that, that's some bullshit. Yeah. I didn't. I I used to produce music back in the day. Uh, look up Get Blunted Records. I produced a lot of that music, um, and it like it was like from one thing to another. I jumped out from one drama place to another drama place. But, like, I'm just trying to stay out of the drama in Colorado wrestling. I, I just want to wrestle. But don't you find that the fact that it's easily predictable that people have egos and people are so blatant about who they are that that, that sort of blatant, hateful honesty is easily, I don't want to say manipulated, but at least um, coursed around? Like, you can figure out what to say or do to get what you want? Uh, kind of, but... In the way, there's this, just like, I mean, there's no need. I, I understand in wrestling, you got to be a bit into yourself. But at the same time, you got to kind of stay humble, too. That's that's kind of like the way I see it. No, I, I agree. I agree staying humble. But you got to have a little bit of a, you got to have your balls out there, you know? Like, why not? I yeah, know. yeah, you got you to gotta be out there. But... There's been a lot of drama lately, and it's been, frankly, from, like, I, I don't want to get involved in any of that, like, because uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of the different wrestlers from all different territories here in, in Colorado, and, it, like, it's a big deal, and I'm like, come on, man, why do you even fucking care? Like, yeah. none of this matters. Just get booked. <laughs> like, right. Get Just booked. go get booked. Go, go, go do your, go work. Go tell your story. Go get paid, go home, go work the next show. Go work the next show. And it's funny because it's uh, one of the best compliments I got was from a dude a couple weeks ago. And I just don't, it was a behind the scenes thing. And just they complimented me and said, You keep getting the best wrestlers on your show. How do you keep doing this? And I was, I said, It's easy. I asked, I got lucky, and uh, someone turned me on to Achilles, now Javier Cruz. And Cruz said Malice, and Malice said Damon Ace, and then Damon Ace said Lilith, and then Lilith said, I mean, it's it's just been going exponentially. And then Randy, Randy has been, Randy was the first one that believed in me. Like, he was the one, like, when I first introduced myself to all y'all at one of the shows, yeah. and, and I'm not trying to talk too much about myself here because this is about you, but um, I'm just trying to talk about the scene, about what it's like, was... Yeah. Uh, a lot of the dudes were like, okay, great, a, a podcaster with, uh, I don't care. But it was Randy. Randy was just like, hey, great, let me help you out. Let me help you. I, I I can get you in contact with this guy. Just keep promoting Colorado Wrestling. He didn't care if I was promoting Iron Hills or Colorado yep. Springs or New Era or Rocky Mountain Pro. He just, just keep doing what you're doing. I'll help you and right. talk to these people. 
and it, it 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 was just such a breath of fresh air and he has nonstop introduced me to people and then he turned me on to you oh wow i mean oh, yeah. I, I i already knew who you were but he's yeah. like say get him on there and uh mr acosta and he's also the one that uh it, it was like I want to I want to th- say that I'm the only wrestling podcast that's ever interviewed a referee. <laughs> and uh, I I asked him, who should I talk to? I want to talk to a ref because I want some more insider stuff because refs are different. And he turned me on to Napier. And then Napier's show got so many fucking downloads. And then he got a message from fucking uh, Lil Nate. Oh, shit. Lil Nate reached out to him. He like it's halfway through my day at work. I'm like half asleep, and he sends me a screenshot from uh, Little Nate saying, "Hey, great interview on the Minefields podcast." And I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" And it's just been. I I, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is I'm trying to perpetuate a nonstop cycle of good people, good wrestlers, and a hell of a lot of a good time. And thank, you, yeah. and thank you for being on the show. Uh, you, you really, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on here. Absolutely, man. Uh, you guys you guys threw down a couple weeks ago, man. I can't wait for Friday. What do you got planned? Well, well Friday, you know, I got that uh, Redemption Championship Wrestling uh, show where I'm defending my uh, RCW tag titles with my mystery partner against Voiceless Society. And that one... T- for uh, being voiceless, they've been uh, running their mouths a lot. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta step in there and, uh, you know, shut them up a bit. How do you, how do you usually cut oh. your promos? Do you like film stuff online? Uh, is it just uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter messages? What's going on? Like, well, <laughs> I do a combination of both. I'm just recently doing like video promos uh, since I teamed up with Irish uh, with our Hood Extreme team. And, uh, you know, that I just cut a promo, you know, I, I kind of like do selfie promos for a little bit to see how that comes out. And if I don't like it, I'll just keep doing it. And he had this idea. He kind of was like, well, just do it like this. And then boom, kind of came up with what we did. Uh, if you don't want me asking, how do you come up with your promos? Is it something you're you're slaving over? You wake up in the morning and you're looking in the shower or you're talking to yourself in the shower? Uh, you writing stuff down uh, on your work? Uh, I'm mostly just running shit through my head all day and then I'll just kind of like slap something on there. I'll uh, I'll do like the, I'll, I'll video it and if I don't like it, I'll just keep doing it over and over until I get it down the way I want. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really a promo guy, you know. How do you approach them? I mean, do you, do you, do you come off aggressive? Do you come off trying to be more psychological? Uh, I, I try to just come off smooth like a cholo, not trying to be too aggressive, just be all smooth. I mean, if the situation or the type of promo calls for me to be aggressive, then yeah, I'll, I'll be pretty aggressive. Well, how was your last one with the with Friday night? I mean, like, are you coming off hot or are you just nice and silky, ready to just for them to come in the ring to whoop their ass? Because it's nice and happen. silky, ready to uh, knock some teeth in the back of the throats. 
that that silky point of view is just it, it's like a new thing uh, from most of the guys I've been talking about. Just come off cool. You don't have to say too much shit. You got that yeah. look in your eye. And once that bell rings, uh, or before the bell rings, because uh, I know you, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, it's on. Right. Yeah. All right, so you've got that on Friday. Are you wrestling on uh, Saturday at Colorado Springs, CSW? Uh, Saturday night, I will be in Colorado Springs. I'm in the Battle Royal. Uh, you know, going to just kind of knock some heads around, toss some people out like like some bouncers, you know, just toss them out. Boom. Toss out some drunkies over the top rope. I am coming in costume, though, since that is going to be a Halloween show. Can you give us a hint? Uh, I personally want to come as Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I mean, I ordered I ordered the shirt already. I got the track pants. Do you get the glasses? Uh, not yet. I'm still. I'm probably going to get those here uh, this week. That's uh, awesome. Irish wants wants to come as something uh, kind of jokey. Uh, Jokey toward uh, J.K. Pop. Okay. I don't know if you've seen what happened to them lately. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, something like that. That's what he wants to do. You, uh, I, I personally want to do Ricky. Who, uh, who else is on the card for that battle royale? Did they tell uh, you already? I see here. I know uh, Jimbo Lucas is on there. Uh, Dam- Jimbo and Damien are teaming up for the CSW tag titles. Uh, for the, uh, against Los Boricuas. Uh, Irish is going to be in that battle royal. Um, Cormac's going to be there. I don't know if you've heard UWO is going to be there, from what I understand. From what I understand, UWO will be there. <laughs> uh, and be honest with you, I haven't heard of UWO since the rap music days. Oh, yeah, that was a big surprise, man. Uh, Luckily, yeah, I seen that, and I was like, was you easy dropping another album or what? I got lucky. I was on. I was on the inside on that one. That was uh, uh, that was something where I, I got my first taste that I'm in the business. And Randy like opened the door, and yeah, and it was we actually had a um, uh, all out party at his house. We had the all out on his big projector screen in the garage, and everyone was smoking and drinking and. And uh, it was just, he's like, hey, I got to tell you something. And I need your opinion. And I was like, just so humbled that he wanted my opinion. Because I, I I get it. But at the same time, thank you. And y'all have been great to me, man. Like, what? <laughs> it's just it's just a good time. I'm sorry that my uh, fucking, I figured out what was wrong with the speakers last time. Okay, so the channel that I was playing all the music on. For just yeah. like in between, because uh, I've got a four channel DJ mixer, I just pulled this out of storage, yeah. and it's a four channel mixer. The channel that my main computer that I was playing all the main music on, like for in between matches, was fine. Right. But uh, a couple days after the show, um, I noticed that in uh, we were so busy, I didn't notice because the speakers were in front of me as opposed to behind me. That one channel, the the channel I had Randy's computer hooked onto, which was. Uh, I was clicking the music ahead of everyone's names and that that channel was fucked. The bass on that one channel was fucked. And it 
your your base was still probably a little too hood for us, but it was still cool. Yeah, I figured. I was like, uh, I think our base fucked up their speakers, Irish. <laughs> no, it was it was just the channel, but even then, it was still it was still good base, man. That was a really good match, man. I was I was really worried about that show because of all the drama that's been going on, and also uh, that the card was like what four or five. Yeah, I think it was four or five. Yeah, it was right after intermission. Yeah, it was right after intermission. You came out hot, man. Like, were you like, what fired you up that hard? Um, Javier Cruz calling me gangster Chancho. I ain't no Chancho. <laughs> he knows how to push those fucking buttons, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's Puerto Ricans for you. They got <laughs> that mouth. Yeah, I was just about to say it's that. Funny. And I could say that because I used to live in Puerto Rico. Bayamon, Puerto Rico. I can say it because I just don't give a shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got a lot of good Puerto Rican friends that hopefully will get my back if I ever say something wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where do you where are you looking to go with this, man? I mean, like uh, th- that's a question that I that a lot of y'all when I ask you uh, where you're looking to go, kind of stops you in your boots. Like are you? Are, like a lot of people in, in I'm not dissing on anyone, but a lot of people are nervous to say that they want to go to AEW that or, or nervous to say they want to go to WBE or even Ring of Honor. Um, right. Are you looking to go anywhere? Where where what are your dreams here, man? Like a- I'm not looking to go to like any big company right now because you know I'm I'm still pretty green. Uh, right now, I just want to like wherever you wherever I get booked. You know, if I get booked in LA, I'll I'll go out to LA. Um, trying to get down to Arizona because I missed the the last trip. I was supposed to go down there uh, for CLW on August fourth, but I had a family emergency, so I didn't get a chance to hit catch that ride down there. But I did catch him when I was in Fort Collins. But I, you know, just go, just do do the indie wrestling thing. You know, just get in a car with a group of people and just let's go, let's go work. If, if you don't mind me making the assumption, it seems like CLW is the next step in Colorado. Uh, possibly. The, from what I understand, the booker will take care of you. Uh, purse-wise, uh, that the, the stories are maintained and that it's um, a situation where it's a little bit more heightened awareness because they've got a little bit more attention. I mean, I'm just talking about the Ellsworth thing, but they've got Jimbo, they've got Colt, I'm sorry, uh, Damon, and everyone is seeming to kind of drift that way, not like they're leaving Colorado, but it's like the next logical step before you get to California, where you get to like bar wrestling or, um, you know, all the great shit that Joey Ryan's doing and and before someone uh, likes you enough to put you on Ring of Honor. Um, is that what you want to do? I mean, I mean, come on, tell me what, tell me a little bit more. Like, obviously you, you're not just doing this to just wrestle here in bars and call in Colorado Springs. No, like, like I say, you know, it's done more of like the travel experience, you know, go and travel here and check this out. If I do get picked up by a big company, hell yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do it. But right, just right now, just get in the car with a group of friends. Let's go work. Let's go work and make some money, sell some merch, make some fans, go see shit, you know, sightsee, do whatever, you know. What are the road? Basically, go just do the indie wrestling thing. Just get in the car and travel. 
what are the road trips like, man? You guys like split money for gas? I mean, like, what are you guys eating? Yeah, we split money for gas, uh, fast food, uh, roller food from the gas stations, you know, shit like that. Hotel food, whatever. When you do, you guys uh, have to ever stay in a hotel before you get to like uh, Phoenix or anything like that or Tucson? Uh, the only time I actually stayed in a hotel, I uh, was with uh, I was me, Gabriel Alexander, Shiro Ishii, and uh, Brother Grim. We we were on our way to Utah for EPW. Uh, we got there uh, kind of late, so no, not late, but early enough so we could catch some Z's because it was a nine hour trip. Uh, but most of the time it's just, if, we're, if it's close enough, we'll just, Hey, we'll go work then drive right back, get home the next morning. Do you find yourself closer to the gentleman that you, uh, road trip with as opposed to people you just see day to day because of that experience? Uh, I, mostly the people I, I, I wrestle with cause you know, I already know them, you know, just get all together and just roll. Uh, mostly, mostly friends that I, that I, I trained with and shit, you know? Are you worried about your safety when you go to different territories? I am kind of worried about, uh, my safety. Like if I break an arm or leg or something, Do they- uh, that, that is one thing that I get sketched out about, but you know, at the same time, the same ballet. Yeah. Uh, how do you... How do you introduce yourself to these new guys when you get to a new territory like in Arizona or Albuquerque or uh, Utah? I mean, you guys like... I just, I just go up to them, introduce myself. Hey, my name is Jose. Nice to meet you. Do-do-do-do. You know, I just, I just go and introduce myself. I'm not one of those like, oh, I'm just going to chill back here. No, I, I want to go up there and I want to meet these people. Because a lot of these people are people I've uh, followed on social media before I even started uh, this wrestling business thing. Do they, uh, do they maintain the old school territory handshake etiquette or is it? Yes. Everybody does. Even here in Colorado, they do. That, that I've noticed that in Colorado, I've been really curious about that in the other, in the other States that I haven't got to go there yet. Uh, I really want to go to the Utah shows, but I'm really intrigued by a couple of different things that are happening now because I watch everything. I watch Ring of Honor. I watch New Japan. I watch Impact. I watch MLW. Uh, I literally watch wrestling every single night. But the the things I'm more intrigued with are the territory stuff that's actually happening in the nitty gritty. And in my opinion, the Albuquerque guys, the Carnival, those guys yeah. aren't. Those guys are fire. Um, you got to do a show in Utah. And then make good with the guys in CLW because like it, it seems like they're kind of like a – they're not really like in my opinion like they're all CLW. It's just more like come wrestle for CLW and then we'll hook you up as long as you do good and don't shit the bed. Um, do you have any opinions on that or, or, or feel I'm incorrect on that? Uh, yeah, because uh, when I went and did the show – for uh, CLW, it was more like a, it was like a, how do you say, like Hodgepodge. a tri- tryout. Uh, I didn't really have my gear to do that. And then not to mention my ankle was jacked up anyway. Irish is, well, he's already on the roster, but he his back was kind of messed up anyway. 
but yeah, they, they, they seems like CLW does run like a little, if you want to be on the roster, like the roster full time, uh, they do have like a mini camp tryout, kind of like see what you could do. I was told that the booker that runs that place, I think it's Chris. Um, um, his name is Adam, I believe. Adam, yeah, uh, that will overpay you if they make extra money. And that is what truly fascinated me. Because any other place would not do that. <laughs> not, not, I'm right. not, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't not, know how much he's going to overpay you. I mean, yeah, I, I, I got a nice little penny, and I'm sure Irish got a nice pretty penny because he he double dutied he he went he was the dark match for them for it was him versus eric angel and i'm not saying that the any of the guys i know or have experienced don't pay people right i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying that uh from multiple sources i've been told that if extra money is made that it goes to the wrestlers for clw as opposed to the organization because the guy that runs it already has money and just wants um, good wrestling. I don't know about all that. That's that's something I've never heard. Uh, he might do that. I mean, that that would be awesome if like a lot of companies did do that. They made a little extra at the door, give us a little extra. That that'd be awesome. I'm not saying they they should, but I mean, I mean that that'd be pretty dope. Uh, I I don't want any numbers uh, before I ask you this next question. But do do you and the boys discuss numbers and purses? Uh, no, not really. That's, that's kind of like, that's like kind of like their personal business. I mean, I mean, if I was running a company, like if I had decided to throw a company in Pueblo and start doing shows, yeah, if I could, I might want to like book them. Yeah. But in the locker room, no, it's I, something I've never, nobody's really talked about. I've never heard anybody talk about that. Nothing like that about numbers. Do you have a manager or do you everything do everything yourself? Uh, I well, I don't know if you remember. I've had a manager in the past, the CSW. Yeah, but like uh, when I, I see a manager, broke my hand. But no, I I just kind of do everything myself. When I see a manager uh, on screen, I just think, you know, it's it's part of the story, but not um, behind the scenes. Um, is it is it no difficult? nothing behind the scenes? I I do everything myself. Is it was it difficult? For you to like get into that role to start managing yourself and start saying no, I deserve this much money. Um, no, not really. It's just like, hey, you know, I I know my worth, so I deserve this. I I I I can't put myself in your shoes, but I can imagine that because uh, being a journalist, um, me asking for money have uh, has always been terrifying to me. Like, yeah. I'm either going to ask too much or too little. And every time I ask for something right away and they say yes right away, it I get worried. I should have said, like, you know, like $100 more or something like that. Um, it, I don't know, like, how do, do you um, in any way push a little bit extra every now and then just to see or do you yeah once in a while i will i'll, I'll be like hey you know let me get a little bit more um with me the way right now it is is um depending on how far i got to travel is what i'm gonna ask for basically i'm you know because if i got to travel you know 
four or five hours or even a little more, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask for a little more, you know, because that's, yeah. that's gas. Yeah, it's I'm gas. paying to go to you, you know. It's gas. It's getting off early. It's using your PTO. It's uh, it's a son of a exactly. bitch. Yeah. How do you get right ready? Now, uh, oh, go ahead. How do you get ready for your for your matches? I mean, uh, do you have a ritual or anything like that? Uh, yes, yes, and no. Uh, if you consider, you know, uh, going out into the back and you know, taking a couple puffs, a ritual, you know, that kind of eaves the nerves because I used to get so freaking nervous. I used to get so nervous that I was sweating, just sweating profusely where like my shirt was soaked. And hence that's why my first match, they were all take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'll go out there. I'll take a couple puffs uh, and you know, I'll be good. You know, do, do any of the guys uh, worry that you're, little bit too short off the off the trigger because you had a puff um no i don't think so i mean it's colorado i mean i don't think they're going to be like oh you're you're too freaking stones can't do shit not, not even just the two two freaking stone or just even a little bit we were discussing that at new era the other day behind the scenes and um Obviously, it's a big deal to take care of the guys, but I don't see yeah, I don't see too much harm just having a puff or even like a shot to just calm the nerves. Because one shot, you guys are all six foot. Like, um, yeah, it's not gonna do nothing to you other than just take the edge off. But then I see shows that are like centered around marijuana, and it worries me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, them kind of shows. Yeah, because like. Uh, what is it? What is what? Are, what are they uh, advertising uh, at this higher pro that they're having? Uh, was it a one gram dab challenge where they have to uh, hit a whole gram? That's uh, and, and wrestle that. And uh, you know, obviously they've got their gimmick. It might be it's it's a, a world I'm not in, so I can't say anything bad about it. But I also don't want to say anything good about it either, because I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried that that's a little too much, especially when they're having like death matches and um. I don't know, man. Uh, do do you, no, would, no. I feel you. I feel you. Would Would you wrestle for that sort of thing? Would you take that chance? Um, I would. I mean, Cole Cabana says he'll wrestle for anyone once, and that guy never fails because he yeah. he, he does what he's got to do. But yeah. your own personal opinion, uh, and if if you don't want to answer, I understand because there's some. Oh guys... no, I'll answer. I'll answer anything. But yeah, I mean, I'll do it. But I mean, are they going to pay me a little more? Are they going to pay me a little more than average? I mean, what if you got hurt in one of those shows, man? I mean, how yeah, would you exactly how, exactly? How would you take that, especially if you were stone cold sober, and someone dropped you on, uh, dropped you on a stack of dimes? Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be too happy. Like, but if they both were sober, then I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I knew what I was getting into, and, and I knew what was coming. But, you know, then I just got to deal with it. But if the other dude was like straight stone cold sober, and I got hurt. Yeah, I'd, I'd be kind of mad. It seems like a missed opportunity to me, and I'm not trying to tell them how to write their own stories, but rather yeah. than rather than have the wrestler smoke, 
why not just bring a bunch of big titty chicks out to smoke all this weed and and then tell you what they're smoking? Like, at least I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, down with that. Yeah, you just bring a bunch of big titty chicks out with very little clothes on. Hell, bring in some like hot dudes with some big bulges if that's what you're into and have them smoke that and tell you what they're into and, and what they're smoking and then and then let the wrestlers do what they got to do. It just seems like a little bit of a, a missed opportunity. Like if I was watching Married with Children and they weren't reading Biggins. Right. Because I love... Uh, I, I come, I'm down with that, but I guess it's just that company's gimmick. You know, the, hey, we're 420 friendly. We're going to get fucking stone off for asses and go fucking wrestle and shit. Yeah, that's, uh, like, remember back in high school, let's take a bunch of shots and drink a, and smoke a shitload of blunts and then drive around for three hours listening to the Prodigy? Uh, that wasn't, that wasn't too good of an idea, and uh, very few of us actually made it through that. <laughs> Alright, facts. Yeah. <laughs> Very few of us, uh, I remember when I was, uh, when I got my first car, I got my first car at 16, and uh, it was a little 92 Monza protege, and my dad doesn't curse. My dad is a right. very Christian, very oh, very Catholic man, and he is very proper, and he's military, and he hands me the keys after we buy the car, and he looks at me, and he says to me, dead in my eyes, do not let any dumb bitches drive your fucking car and 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 i was just taken aback because my dad never curses but like he was just like and then slowly but surely through high school oh i let my girlfriend drive my car and yeah this dude's truck is wrecked and um yeah i i i'm i'm not hating on your product guys but yeah um don't get too stoned out there and and let anyone get hurt yeah i'm, I'm legit worried about it it's something uh i I frankly don't want to cover the that territory because of that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to get hit some heat just me saying that, but um, I've got my standards. Uh, I I I don't want anyone being hurt, especially if you're up in the ante for someone to get hurt because someone's a little bit too slow off the trigger. Right. Um. Would you do any of the death matches that are going on? Uh. I might do like one just since I've done it. Um, you know, I'm getting kind of old, and I I don't want my career to end like that. You know, oldie. No, I'll I'll do one. But then if they want me to do another one, you know, I'm gonna be like, you know, I want another one. That's gonna that's gonna cost you, I say. How old are you? The video talks way. Thirty-seven. No one ever believes it. But hey, man, uh, in response to what you're saying, Diamond Dallas Page started wrestling when he was 36. I'm 38. I'm, I don't want to wrestle, but I definitely um, need to get in better shape because I can't keep hanging out with y'all with... Yeah, I'm taller than you. Well, I'm taller than most y'all, but uh, I... I I definitely gonna have to hold my shit down when when and if shit goes down. Right. Have you ever seen anything like that happen backstage? Um, or is everyone pretty cool here in Colorado? Uh I seen I seen there was an incident. I'm not gonna like say names. Like I didn't see it personally. Uh it was at a locker room in the springs. Uh something had happened and I seen the guy just well I didn't see it but 
everybody was telling me, they're like, oh, yeah, he went and just grabbed him and choked the shit out of him. And it was like, don't you ever fucking hit me that hard again, ever. Just some crazy. I didn't see it, but everybody in the locker room was talking about it. That sounds like more of a backstage receipt rather than an onstage receipt. Yeah. Have you had to give a few receipts back? Um, no, not really. And uh, if I've if I've gotten some receipts, I I have probably never felt them. I mean, I'm a big dude. I mean, as long as you're not knocking my teeth out, then yeah, I'm probably not going to feel it. Uh, I always think about it from the Patrick Bateman uh, perspective uh, when he was chewing on that girl and she kicks him in the face. It's not the face, you fucking piece of bitch trash. It wouldn't have mattered where she hit him, but not the fucking face. But you got a pretty face there, I say. I wouldn't want nothing <laughs> happen to your teeth neither. How does your... Uh, uh, forgive me if this is a little bit too personal, but how does your family feel about you wrestling? Oh, my family—they love it. They, they love it. They—they they try to—they try to go to all my shows. Um, my mom, she 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 loves it. My sister loves it. My my grandnephew loves it. Um, every, everybody just loves it. It seems like they kind of support my wrestling more than when I did my my music. And yeah, they they love it. And my mom has like the biggest crush on Jimbo. <laughs> uh, everyone's got a big crush on Jimbo, man. That guy's yeah. that guy's <laughs> that guy's too much of a nice guy. I mean, like when he was one of the first guys that we did the podcast with. He he was like number five or six, and he opened up about going to jail, but he didn't talk about it. Uh, like right. what he what what why he was there, but he. He said enough, and we knew better than to ask. But yeah. his love for his family and his love for his friends, he mostly talked about other people than himself in trying to put them over than even talking about himself. It was it was a little odd to be around a man that was so centered in God. And yeah. and not not and odd doesn't mean bad. It was just I'm not used to people being so um open about that sort of thing right and i really appreciated it it was it was one of those things where yeah you can have someone come up to you and tell you like hey believe in jesus you're gonna die in hell no but he was just he was the complete opposite he he made me want to interact more like i was telling you about church this morning and and um I was really kind of wanted to ask you, like, what just completely off subject other than wrestling. What are your favorite church memories uh, when you're a child? Because, and just to put it in perspective, I remember going to Long John Silver's and Luby's with my mama and my dad and my grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles, and we would go to these restaurants afterwards. And it was Luby's in a mall in Las Cruces, New Mexico, but it was like the fanciest thing in the world. Um, do you, do you have any good church memories that you'd like to share? Uh, no, all my church memories <coughs> were just me and my grandma just going, uh, running home. Like, uh, there is this, um, little store not too far. We would always stop there and she would get like snacks and soda and candy and whatnot. Uh, you know, snacks for her candy and snacks for me. And, you know, that was, that was our little thing every Sunday, you know, run home if we got the money we'll run to the little store real quick and then run home and catch uh wrestling that's fucking awesome man like like good snuggles yeah. and snacks and naps that sounds fucking rad yeah 
because most of the time it was I was with my grandma because my mom worked a lot. It was just mostly me and my mom and my grandma used to watch me when we were little and she worked Sunday so I was stay over the night with my grandma and go to church with her and come back and watch wrestling. Um, when uh, my dad's dad died, uh, were you raised Catholic? Uh, yes. Yeah, I was raised Catholic too. So you know that like white people call it the wake and they just put the dead, the dead body the first day beforehand and the next day is the funeral. For Catholics, yep. the first day is the, the rosary. And my sister shows up and my sister's 30, I'm 37. And um, we were on our knees. My mom is sitting next to me. Robin was a little bit late. She just got in from uh, Oklahoma City. And everyone had their, you know, standard rosary beads that they handed out. And we all, some people had their own specialty ones. And we're praying the rosary. And we're like 10 beads into this. And put in perspective again, my mom is sitting next to me. Robin is sitting behind us, my sister. And I hear her go, this is the whole fucking set of beads, and then she stands up and sits down. And my heart fell right out of my ass, and my mother's head did this exorcist shit and looked at my, <laughs> looked at my sister. And I don't remember – I don't know if you remember what it was like when you act up in church, but I've got probably a few good scars from getting a good church pinch. Right. <laughs> like that, don't cry and shut up. <laughs> But don't don't scream, don't breathe, don't do shit. Don't do it. Don't. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm gonna whoop your ass in the car, and then when we get home, and uh, I never get to talk about this stuff because I don't. I'm. I. I I work with a lot of white people, (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) they 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 don't understand the the upbringing. Um, and it it was it was. Thank you for that. It was just uh, I never get to tell that story. Um, but that. That church pinch, remember, man, just you just don't cry, <laughs> don't cry. Um, man, I I wish I could have watched some wrestling with my grandma. That sounds like heaven. Like literally, like that that sounds like heaven. Like there's nothing better. Yeah, she was she was the biggest wrestling fan in the family. My mom used to tell me even when she was a little girl, uh, growing up with my grandma. Uh, just my grandma would have all the the neighborhood. Her, all her friends, all the neighborhood wives, all over there watching wrestling. What were you guys watching? Uh, like um, NWO? Um... Uh, no, this was before NWO. This was uh, WWF. Uh, it was Superstars. It was on USA. It came on every Sunday. Yeah, who that's, your... that's what they would watch. Who was your grandma's guys? Did she have any favorites? Uh, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Who were yours? Uh, when I was younger, yeah, I liked Hulk Hogan. Uh, I also liked Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No Steamboat guys? Uh, Steamboat was, he was alright. I mean, back when I was watching, they they didn't make him win. Well, I mean, he had his titles, but he wasn't really on Superstars a lot. He was more on, like, the other channel that we didn't get. I was all about the Warrior because it made no sense for me to cheer to anyone that was littler than him. (laughs) <laughs> Warrior, Warrior was pretty crazy, I, I gotta admit, but I wasn't like a big old fan of him, because, dude, when he talked, he didn't make no fucking sense, like, what? I, I, I didn't care, even as a kid, I didn't like, that guy's on a lot of drugs, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then his matches were like, he ran in, 
Clothesline, 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 real quick. What, what the fuck was that? Clothesline, clothesline, step on you. One, two, three. But I had his wrestling buddy. But I do have to say that when we played Royal Rumble on on uh, Super Nintendo, I always played uh, Hitman. Hitman was my guy in uh, yeah. Royal Rumble. Um, what are your favorite uh, wrestling video games? Do you remember like uh, any particular that you liked? Uh, my favorite one, uh, that was on Nintendo 64. Uh, it was the WCW versus NWO World Tour. I like that one because you could be Eric Bischoff. I did not know that. I never played that one. That sounds awesome. I was a Raw's War guy, but that's because yeah, you could play... Be like, you could play Bischoff? That's fucking yeah, awesome. You know. <laughs> yeah, you, but you had, to un- you had to unlock them, though. Did you play any of the new games? Uh, I do play uh, the um, 2K19. I'm going to probably go get 2K20 this week when it uh, comes out. Yeah, it comes out this week. Or it comes out next week. Yeah. 22nd, yep. I believe. Um, I love those games. I like Even though I, I hardly ever watch WWE anymore, uh, I, I still love those games. Especially the one that was my favorite was the... Uh, I think it was 2016 with Stone Cold in the cover, and you got to fight his way. You got to fight your way through his entire, like uh, his like career. His career that was yeah. that was badass. Um, the CM Punk cover one was good. Yeah, uh, I miss the uh, the the PSP one. Uh, Superstars. Uh, it was more cartoony. I've got a buddy that uh, Tom. He's been he's he's one of our minefields guys. He is obsessed with uh, Fire Pro Wrestling. You ever heard of that one? I have heard of it. That one is, they haven't updated it since like two years ago. But you can you can decide to be a manager and just book shows and then watch the match happen. Oh, shit. That kind of reminds me of, um, uh, was it WWE versus, or no, it was WWE Raw versus SmackDown. Uh, was it 2007 when they had that general manager mode? Yes, yes, exactly. It, you, were, you, you got to pick the clothes they wore, who they were fighting, mm-hmm. and it was just you just kick back and watch like some awesome shit. And you know the the graphics were as good as they could be, but they were that's awesome. Hell yeah! Are you an Xbox guy or a PlayStation guy? I am an Xbox guy. Xbox guy. Okay. Should have hung up on you later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just saying um, I'll have that jump drive for you on Friday or Saturday, actually, uh, filled with Lucha Underground. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't know if it's going to work for Xbox. I know how to format it for PlayStation. Um, can, you, uh, can you format it for laptops? Oh, it'll work for a laptop no matter what. It, oh, but... yeah. I got a laptop. I got a four terabyte. I could just download them to my to my terabyte hard drive and good to go dude it's the whole thing man but uh, i'm actually gonna ask for christmas for the lucha underground for uh four season set because i need the i need the hard copies just i have to have them like that i was so sad that that ended like and i'm surprised it ended like it was so good and it was like did the bookers fuck up did the 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 tv producers fuck up um i have no idea but they were going good and they just they're no longer in existence. Dario Cueto came back to life, and then I'm never going to get to know what he's going to do and get to murder his dad. I don't know. I, I miss it. Uh, do you watch Impact at all? 
Uh, I'm not too much of an Impact fan. I've been watching the AEW lately. Completely obsessed with AEW. The one that happened, uh, that uh, Private Party versus Young Bucks on Wednesday night was golden. I couldn't believe that that was a regular fucking show as opposed to a pay-per-view. Like, what? They put it all on the line. Yes, they did. Uh, Jericho coming out. I was a little surprised when... Oh, I, well, forgive me. Y2J, Chris Jericho, I have to say it the same, same way every time. Um, when he came out and they were talking about Hager, and he's like, yeah, not swagger, and that we, <laughs> that we the people thing is over, and that was bad writing and bad booking. And I was like, okay. Uh, those are the biggest shots fired so far, because now wow. you're, now you're talking on the creative. After Vince, uh, Vince told him like, "Hey, go ahead and do it." And then when he did it, Vince was like, "Can you get out of it?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> like I already signed. Um, I signed." <laughs> and then now we're having Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, are you a big NXT guy? I like NXT, but. Uh, I just been I just been following that AEW because growing up, like once WC once the Monday Night Wars happened, you know, I will flip back and forth, you know. But ever since WCW like was gone, you know, we were forced to watch WWE. But then we got like the other little companies like TNA and Ring of Honor and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of excited for when the first uh, when Dynamite came out. I was like, oh shit, like. I felt like a little kid again, just ready just for this company that's going to battle with WWE. I, I, I kept it on that the whole time. I didn't switch back whatsoever. I feel like it's like they're light years ahead, and WWE probably will catch up, but yeah. it'll probably be too late. But like they've got the elite. They've got... Um... Wow. <laughs> like... The, the, and then don't get me wrong, like everybody on NXT is good, but you know we've been watching NXT for how long? Now there's this new company. I I feel like they're getting desperate because remember last week, uh, Prince Devitt, um, I'm sorry, um, Finn Balor came out and on NXT and scared the shit out of what's his name, and it was like we. We don't even see him on the main roster anymore, and when you do, you underutilize him or he fights someone who gets hurt. And uh, the, the, the problem is is that old saying that desperate men make mistakes. And, right. and I feel the WWE is getting desperate, and AEW is just like, do what you got to do, guys, because we're just chilling. Like, yeah. every, everyone here is hungry. Everyone's backstage talking. Everyone's shaking hands. And, oh, other than... Uh, Bree Priestley, but uh, it's it's one of those things where I don't think that WWE has the right mindset to do a good job anymore because yeah. they're, they're desperate and AEW is like we just want to do good matches and that's what's lacking. Like, how how many times is it real? Have you paid more attention to the backstage vignettes than the actual wrestling during Raw? Right. Yeah, really, really don't because those their their vignettes they're they're good, but they're too cartoony. It's like WWE is just too cartoony. It it's uh, I I kind of find it offensive that that's what they expect us to enjoy. Yeah, like, like it's 
I, I feel like it's a stepdad telling me a story like uh, uh, what you walked into with your mom last night was not what you thought it was. And mm, I think it is. <laughs> right. I, I, I think it is. And AW is just, here's a good match. You don't know these guys and have some fun. And that's it. Um, All the batches on AEW have been good so far. Gold. Just golden yeah. matches. Uh, Darby Allen. Well, yes, I was about to say, Darby Allen, when he did that move from the apron onto the... That fucking the coffin mat. drop? Jesus <laughs> yes. fucking Christ. Like, I couldn't believe I watched that. And... And then, and then, and then I saw the match for for Hell in the Cell, and I I, I imagine some guy on steroids backstage like, no, we just need to see like uh, Bray Wyatt take as many finishers as possible because that'll. That I was- felt I was kind of like, I saw that Hell in the Cell match. Um, what the fuck was that? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you stopped it because you think he's going to kill the guy, but you stop it. The dude fucking jumps up like. Like, Seth Rollins didn't do shit, yeah. and he's beating the shit out of Seth Rollins, and then you got your fucking crowd, what, chanting refund, and then they're chanting AEW? What and, the fuck? And this is bullshit, and start the match, and they stayed extra to boo, and it, it, it just, like, one of my favorite things about New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, specifically about, uh, about that, is they protect the finishers. When you see a finisher, it's over. It's over. That one wing angel was protected. Once that one wing angel happened, after loads of V triggers, I mean, like it was a the V trigger was like the half move, you know, like uh, it, it did some damage, but you, you it wasn't the it wasn't the end all be all. And one of my uh, my buddies, Tom, we were talking about it, and he's like, "Why are you so pissed off about this?" And I'm like, "Do you ever play Mortal Kombat and someone knew all the moves better than you and just did finisher after finisher, and it was just like, fuck you." Yeah. Like, don't do that. Like, I, I like you're you're sweeping the leg all the time, and the you, scorpion can't even get up. And you're you're disrespecting Seth Rollins, who's done everything he can to be D- Mister WWE. And I don't I don't blame him because he's doing his job. He's doing his job and and trying to promote his company. But when you ruin his finisher, five five curb stomps. Remember when it was just one and it was over? Yeah. And, and was yeah, he was he curb stomp, curb stomp, pedigree. Uh huh. Then he covered what started hitting him with the chair. Then he covered him with the chair, hit him with the toolbox, uh, brought in the sledgehammer, hit him with the sledgehammer. That's when dude called it, and then all hell broke loose. Now, my favorite part about that, and and help me out on this. Tell me if I'm incorrect. Was that the wrestling crowd was is so educated now. And it's there's not just a few smart marks. Everyone's a smart mark now. Yep. That that they were offended the second that started happening. Um, I would have rather seen an uh, like a, a, an hour last man standing just grappling and and actual wrestling than than it all red and a sledgehammer because they thought they could throw a, the all the finishers at us. Uh, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck was that about? Like, dude should have been done. Do, do you find the smart marks in any way um, making your matches better, indie-wise? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, that one, I'm um, not too sure about that one. 
Do, do you, uh, the, the crowds are pretty smart, but I, I guess you guys just put on that good of a show without having to worry about it. Yeah, we. I really don't worry about what they say. I mean, like, even even just like when they, they go back to Pueblo, I don't, I don't care. It's part of the gimmick. <laughs> would would you have, did you feel offended watching that Hell in a Cell match? Like you were a speaking? little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Like, like they stole. I felt like they stole my ten bucks. Exactly. That was the the worst ten bucks I ever spent. Like, it, it reminded me, like, you ever been on a date, and you get there, and you're like, man, I should have just bought a bottle of whiskey for five bucks and jerked off and fell asleep, because I'd have been happier <laughs> <laughs> right? doing that, and as opposed to just listening to this bullshit, and do you mourn the WWE at all? Like, do you want it to get better, or, do you, or are you just more focused on AEW? I would like it to get better, but... If they're just going to keep doing cartoony shit, might as well just dig their own grave and lay in it. Who are your AEW guys? Uh, I like Chris Jericho. Uh, that Darby Allen guy, he's pretty cool. Um, uh, just everybody in there. They they got from what I'm from what I'm understanding and what I like about it is basically they got all these guys who are globally well known just not on that WWE stage and basically built a stage for them to do their shit. Would you rather wrestle for AEW or WWE? Uh, I would probably say AEW right now. Just if, from what they're going. If, the way they're going. If it was the Attitude Area right now and AEW was going at the same time as good as quality as they are right now and WCW you're going right now. Which one would you pick? WCW, AEW, or WWE? It's 1999. It's 1996 all over again. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, shit. Uh, damn, that's that's kind of a tough one because I did like the Attitude Era. Attitude Era was badass, but then I also like what's going on with AEW. I would, I would, I would say probably Attitude Era. I would too, man. I would too because <laughs> and and it it makes me nostalgic. Uh, every uh, Friday, because I I don't ever go out. I every Friday night I usually put on an old ass episode of Raw and watch Val Venus hitting on chicks while he's getting his ass beat and just just tearing my eye like why is it gone? <laughs> right? Why is it gone? Um, that that that's almost like me, but mine is my Friday is like. Uh, let me get uh, let me get pack this bong real quick and throw on some old ECW. Oh baby, <laughs> we should. Uh, uh, Randy and I are thinking of throwing a chili cook off because he thinks Pueblo chili is better than Hatch chili, which is incorrect. And um... well, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Because <laughs> it's all I was about for it. that Pueblo chili, I see. I was waiting for it, but it doesn't matter. We should have a let's. We should have a chili cook off. Uh, we should pack the bulls. I'll bring the white claws. I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, I don't like white claw. Kashi six nine just he's just snitching off everybody just on whatever now. Just I've never I've never had a white claw a day in my life. <laughs> just who tattoos sixty nine on your face? Is your mother literally gonna kiss you on the face anymore after that? <laughs> <laughs> um, just snitching. No, I'm saying let's uh let's talk to Randy, 
Let's uh, throw on. Uh, let's uh, do a night where we're doing a chili cook-off. Mm-hmm. And we throw on ECW, WCW, and Raw. Like, 99. Like, let's all pick one. And let's just uh, probably end up fighting. But that's okay. I mean, Randy does have uh, that ring set up in his backyard. Yeah. Going back and. I'll take a few bumps, man. I don't, I don't, I don't mind because I'll, I'll stick up for what I believe in. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, let's uh, let's do that. Let's uh, I'll message him that you're into it, and yep. and uh, all our faithful listeners, uh, all all you uh, Colorado Springs wrestlers uh, that know Randy and, and support him and want to come hang out in the USA and let's watch some old school shit. And there's a ring backstage, and we'll. We'll we'll bring the chili. I'll make green enchiladas. Ooh, that sounds tasty. I'll make green enchiladas, and if you're if uh, if we've got some time, have you ever had uh, a chili relleno with Munster cheese in the middle in a burrito with refried beans? Ooh, that sounds. Yeah, yeah. Get me all done with that now, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right, man? Uh, but yeah, um. Yeah, uh, actually, that sounds better to do than the green chili uh, enchiladas are easy. Let him do that. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my fucking. Uh, that's gonna be my finisher move. Y'all are you're all gonna be chilling on some fucking good ass enchiladas or whatever he wants to make, and I'm gonna bust out the chili relleno with monster cheese, refried beans, and wrapped in the burrito. Uh, yeah, I'll bring some uh, green chili made with that finest puddle chili ever. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Um, all right. How do we find you on social media, man? Uh, you can find me on social media on Facebook. You could uh, just put in JZilla, letter J and then Zilla. Uh, on YouTube, you can find all my matches uh, in my Hood Extreme promos that I do with my partner. On uh, Just put in JZilla, Hood Godzilla. Twitter is, uh, let me double check on that. On the Twitter, you find me. You can find me at Jayzilla seven one nine. I have an Instagram too. You can find me there at. Um, let me double check on that one. Jayzilla seven one nine. And I also have a store. You could buy Jayzilla shirts, uh, pictures. You can even buy Hood Extreme T-shirts there. Uh, that is at. Uh, I'm gonna find that shit real quick right now. Uh, to see here, uh, hoodzilla inc. dot square dot site. Uh, where do we find you on Pornhub? Uh, I'm not on Pornhub yet, I see. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Stepbrother slash stepmom. Oh, this has been fun, man. I really appreciate your time. I can't wait to see you on a Saturday and uh, kick some ass. Uh, minefields, over and out. All right. Take it easy, Ace. This is see you there. Don't hang up. All right.
talking about wrestling or, or <laughs> that everything has evolved so so organically and the next thing we know we're doing star trek and it's just still the most popular thing we do and i just god bless it you know I mean, but wow it, it just takes even energy out of me just talking about the x-men because it, it's that exciting and if you're and i've said it I, pretty, I think pretty much every episode if you're not reading house of x or powers of x you are fucking up you are making <laughs> a big mistake you are uh and it in it and it's not because oh you better go get it for they're all sold out because they're all sold out everywhere and you're just gonna be forever to fucking find this no you are missing a movement you are missing a party you are depriving yourself from being part of integral x-men history when you were a kid and you found out about dark phoenix from the cartoon and found out about the comics and you thought to yourself man i wish i'd have been alive when these came out or man i wish i'd have known these like i would have been uh part of part of it while we were all reading it and all absorbing it and knowing that we're going to be talking about this for years when they eventually fuck up x-men again um which is fine gonna have ups and downs yeah um but i I think i've made my point (laughs) I think I made my point. And and to go back to the WWE, X-Men has ups and downs, but they they bring in the right guys and they give them the reins cuz I I I really think Hickman only had maybe like one or two extra cooks in the kitchen for this one before he was let off his leash. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Tell me about Sabrina. Tell me about Sabrina. Yeah, Sabrina's a fun book. Uh, let me pull up my credits here. Right, written by Kelly Thompson, uh, penciled by Veronica Fish, inked by Andy Fish, letters John Morelli, and uh, it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It started coming out this year, so I believe it's a January book. Uh, and this is, I haven't been able to ascertain yet, having read the first three issues. If this pre, I guess this predates um, her coming to Riverdale, or if that's even a thing, she lives in another town entirely. It's an Archie book, so you know, I mean, it's those characters, and she lives with her two aunts and her uh, like reincarnated sorcerer cat, uh, who's named Salem, and she's just legitimately into interested witchy stuff. But instead, and she's, you know, she's witch-capable, has powers, can cast spells and stuff. She knows how to make tinctures and all kinds of craziness. But the thing is, this is a teenage high school story. She is, I, I haven't been able to figure out whether or not she's some kind of a actual teenager or some kind of an immortal trapped in a teenage body or something like that or what's going on. But um, starts going to high school. She doesn't like seeing this girl pick on other girls uh or people for that matter and um it's trying to develop love triangles um some of the popular pain in the butt characters turn out to be some kind of lycanthropic antelope demon or something and then there's a guy that turns into a kraken so there's some kind of stuff going on and uh she's clearly too young to be able to tackle it so it's a little bit harry potter like that you know, her aunts being like, no, we're going to get the Ministry of Magic on this or whatever right away. We're going to do something about this. This is beyond you. But at least they shut her down and there's no room for her to be like, well, I'm going to sneak out with my best friends and go out there and do that because she didn't have any friends. 
she lives with her cat and her two aunts, and those are the people that she knows outside of the people she's meeting at school. But I guess they got assigned to that town by their, you know, witch cabal. And um, I don't know. It's a cute book with cute little stories. Uh, the characters are drawn really well. Sabrina never looks the same. I'm not going to say she doesn't look like appropriate from one scene to the next, but she's got really great. Uh, I'm going to say this. Veronica Fish has a really great command of being able to illustrate facial expressions, emotions, uh, postures, all kinds of stuff. It's car It's cartoony. But it's not over the top pain in the butt, you know, like exaggerations and stuff. But uh, I also feel like it didn't know what it, it did, it hadn't completely felt itself out initially. So, you know, three issues in, it feels like more of a straight story, and we're only a couple of days into the overall story. And, and, um, I don't know. I'm gonna finish reading them. Uh, I have five issues, I'm gonna see if there are more, and uh, like I say, I don't know. I'm reading it because it's her. And now, I mean, I want to watch the TV series because I'm compelled by the character to see how they can do it right and see how it translates into a uh, filmed uh, medium. But yeah, that's what that is. How is this? <clears throat> From reading Archie comics my whole life and just loving anything Archie, uh -huh. uh, is it is it sticking within a, a nice vein? To, yeah, obviously, they're making contemporary, but is, does it have any of the tropes of the old of the old comics that would in any way signify that it's still part of it still has a little bit of the 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 fun oldness to it just every now every now and then or is this just completely brand new um i wish i could tell you because i am not aware of what it was like initially um uh, my sister and i i wish we'd kept them but we him and her and i should have a a, a large box filled with archie and jughead digests i wish we'd have kept them right they were expensive what uh those are sorry essential road trip reading and plane <laughs> trips yeah. along with mad magazine what uh what what character did did your sister like most oh jughead okay that's cool Jug, jughead digest was the best one and i don't know why we just love jughead so much it just he's just a lot of fun and he's not too serious and but he's also not too lazy and I like I, I never got the impression that he was like the stoner guy, like which they dude probably yeah. super super tempted to make him, because uh, of his love of hamburgers. But it, they're not Scooby snacks, and they're not a bunch of dirty ass hippies. And uh, no man, the whole folks, motorcycle gang thing and the TV series is awesome. That's like the biggest oh, part of the show. Uh, one of my best investments per per month. It cost me four dollars. Is the Boomerang app. And that is a the app oh, right. for the tel the the television channel Boomerang, mm -hmm. and every single Scooby Doo anything's on there. I'm not just talking about the Reluctant Wolf, also the WWE ones and uh, the Kiss one. Oh, the Kiss one was great. Awesome. Uh, uh, my and the 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 Creme de la Creme is the entirety of a pup named Scooby Doo, which was the fucking best. <laughs> and uh, also thousands of Looney Tunes co uh, cartoons um the jetsons uh captain caveman is on there uh so if any of you like grew up when 
uh, not Adult Swim, but when Cartoon Network was in its fledglingness mm-hmm. uh, and staying up late and watching some really bad campy cartoons that were just perfect, like uh, Thundar the Barbarian, uh, and wait, just waiting for uh, uh, Space Ghost to come on. It's it's worth the four bucks every month. You won't even notice it. Cool. Anyway, uh, Sabrina, what do we got next? It's got Star Wars. Oh, I just Star got Wars. Star Wars. What have you got? Star Wars. Justice I mean, League and Black. Justice. No, you've got Black Cat. Oh, I'm sorry. I do. I do have Black Cat. That's correct. I feel like that was the first one I read this week, a ways ago. Well, mm. pound it out, brother. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is Black Cat number five. Whoops. Let me click over there. Um, find my. Copy and pasted stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Black Cat number five. Jedediah McKay, penciler, travel foreman, colorist Brian Reber, letterer Farron Delgado. Um, I really liked the the cover that I picked up. <clears throat> excuse me, because it has this vague, like um, I'm not gonna call it vague necessarily, but it has a. It seems like an homage to the 007 opening where the, you're looking down the gun barrel um, at him, but instead it's all of these different characters who are particular to the black cat's life uh, that are, that are depicted in the swirl uh, with Felicia in the center. But, and I feel really weird because I feel like I missed the last issue because this is Yancey street shuffle part two. Um, you know, she's got her cool guys that her, she's got her gang working with her and everything. Uh and there's they're they're still savvy and not annoying. Um she's got the the dude from the first couple of issues whose job she wrecked uh doing security, following her around and they have to team up for a minute because they they broke it into the Baxter building, the headquarters of the world famous Fantastic Four. And she's kind of on a dinner date with again. Them. No, no, they broke into the Sanctum Sanctorium before. Yeah. So I guess we're going to break into the Dr. Avengers Strange. Mansion in a minute or a Shield Helicarrier. I don't know what. We're going to all these landmarks. But um, yeah, she was having a dinner date with Johnny Storm. And, uh, you know, she brought her gang along who were operating as, I don't know, like waiters and shot, like stuff like that. And then I don't know where Blastar shows up from the negative zone and they got into this big fight and her friend and uh, her, her, her gang is like, okay, yeah, we can fight these guys. And she's like, no, this is a super powered battle against extra dimensional beings. We have no business fighting in this. And I have a lot of experience doing it. That doesn't mean I think it's intelligent for us to do it. And then, uh, uh, <laughs> Ah, damn. I'm having a hard time with their names, even though I like these guys. Bruno, her uh, the bigger dude from her gang, ends up putting on some kind of thing costume and going out to fight Blastar. And he gets his ass kicked, but Blastar respects him for not running away from him, even though he didn't, it, like, he just showed up in a tracksuit or something. And uh, simultaneously, we have all these flashbacks to uh, her would-be father, who is telling her what she needs to go out and collect on all these missions and stuff. And um, I don't know, there was just so much craziness going on in this. 
And because I feel like I missed the original or the first issue here, I'm not entirely sure I know what it was they were even trying to steal. And in the end, I'm not sure I care. It's just one of these deals where it's like, what what could possibly all add up to something with what these things are? But I appreciate that she paid the guy off, and now maybe he's going to be an ally. The uh, the dude that uh, whose job she got she got him fired from. Uh, but there's this that gang of thieves that she's involved with, and she wasn't doing kickbacks or something. And uh, I think it, what's her name, Odessa Drake, and um, they're all pissed off at Felicia. And they don't really care about a lot of stuff. But then finally, when they realize that uh, the black fox is working with her, everything stops. And it's like, okay, well, we got to pay attention to this guy. So he's either on the world's greatest heist or, or who knows? We don't know what it is. I, you know, that, that, there you have it, basically. Sorry, was I don't know really, if that was the was best or the what, worst what, or... What, 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 <laughs> what, what, what would you? No, I was listening to you. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, what, what, as a story? I mean, did is was it worth it? Was it worth the our listeners' money? Uh, is it something? What would you rate it at? Um, as a comic book issue, I'm gonna say this is a solid four. But like for this title, I'm gonna say it's a six. I mean. Some of the one of the issues was definitely you know the best out of the out of this whole franchise and it was setting everything up, but um, this isn't going to get me to stop reading it. It's fun, it's cute, it's fast paced, and you don't have to you don't have to have read everything to be just like in the situation immediately. As I complained about with the other books earlier in the, the DC book. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to keep reading it. It's Felicia Hardy. I'm a huge fan. I've always liked her. And like I say, I really dig that uh, her gang is back from the earliest issues. We had not seen them in decades and decades. So underutilized characters coming back and do them doing stuff with them, I really appreciate. Always been into that. So I have my reasons. <laughs> I, I believe you. Uh I didn't like Star Wars this week. Um, I'm bored with that whole concept. I, I'm I'm super glad that uh, Darth Vader is there and he's communicating and he's talking to C-3PO and C-3PO doesn't want to let on what he knows, but his mind could have been wiped, so what does he know? And uh, you would hope that there'd be some kind of recognition in the end, but I can live without it. And then... Uh, it turns into the age-old question. Yeah, you tried to lure the Empire there so you could blow up a planet and kill a bunch of Star Destroyers. But here now, despite the fact that you're going to eliminate an entire species, could you eliminate Osama bin Laden? You know what I mean? Like, he's here. Can we get him? Mm -hmm. Can we get the... Mo arguably the most powerful guy in the Empire? You know what I mean? I mean, blow up the planet and get rid of him? Or can you... Capture him? There's no way you can capture him. Chewie and C-3PO stand no chance of capturing this guy. Oh, oh well, of course not. But even then, like uh, the the question is, yeah, blow up the planet and then kill these perfectly new uh, sentient beings that we have no knowledge of. Yeah. That uh, I feel I feel that they're doomed. 
I, I really do. And uh, before we get too far into it, Greg Pack, writer, Phil Noto, yeah. artist, VCs Clayton Cowles, letterer, Phil Noto, cover artist, and action figure variant cover artist by John Tyler Christopher. That guy is a badass. I missed Love that. It. What What's the figure this time? Oh, I didn't see it yet. I'm just reading off what the. I'm gonna look that up. What they say? Those are the, just gorgeous. I can't believe they're still doing those. It's it's worth it. Uh, it's worth it. Yeah. No, they're uh, While you're looking that up, last but very not least, Justice League 33. This one is one of the best comics this week. We are getting closer and closer to the ending of Year of the Villain Doom Rising right now. And in order to understand this, it, it's they don't make it too hard if you're not reading every single book. Uh, we see John's son with his wings watching the three brothers. And again, uh, Justice Dumore, part four, Scott Snyder and James Tinian, the fourth writers, Bruno Redondo. Did, didn't we just talk about James Tinian, the fourth a minute ago, uh, Bruno Redondo and mm. Daniel Sampier pencils, uh, Redondo and Juan Abraham inks, hi-fi colors, Tim, Tom Napolitano letters, which we talked about earlier, Francis Menopole cover. Um, the sons of the woman who has been enslaved, well, not enslaved, she's been in exile, she's been captured, and has given Lex Luthor such ultimate power as he has gone through the cosmos, giving people even a little snippet to upgrade their power. And to really make them choose between, uh, which I really like here, is the difference between justice and doom. And the three brothers, Monitor, Worldforger, uh, and God, I don't even know this guy's name here because I'm so ignorant on the subject. They are trying to take her down. And Luther tells them, I've done the calculations. You're going to lose. And they all forge together into one particular being called the Ultra Monitor, where mm -hmm. they, they can each, they all have control over it, almost like fucking Power Rangers in a shitty way. But you can all hear, all their voices are, are within them. And they are being super powered by Starman. And. Uh, all of a sudden, they've got a fighting chance, and they are doing everything they can to buy everyone that's in the past and the future the time they need to return with the relic to put this woman back in her fucking place. And we've got some great characters. We've got Dr. Fate. We've got original Green Lantern with new Green Lantern, and they are working their way in the past to uh, Atlantis to get the, the, the shard that they need to help put this woman away. And but Luther already had had his baddies there. Sinestro is waiting for them, uh, because their plan with Aquaman was to talk to Poseidon, who his descendant. And they get there, and the throne is empty, and he's already been enslaved. And it's great because the guys that are taken over is the uh, Atlantis belongs to Vandal Savage and his Legionnaires Club. <laughs> and I'm like you, you, you Bush League Hellfire Club. I love, it. I, I, I love it. Like. Uh, it, it's it's like a still shot from uh, Night at the Museum and uh, uh, like mixed with Hellboy, and Poseidon's been enslaved, and they are enlisting the aid of all the future heroes of the DC universe, and I love it. Now though, in the face of the greatest disaster ever, after because he's seen and heard the stories that everyone unites and fails, I see a different message in the old story. We cannot each fight alone. Not this time. We understand. What do we need to win? More justice. <laughs> justice. 
it's like Batman Beyond and all the future guys uh, banded together. Oh, I love it. It's fucking great. It was so much fun. Uh, the great part about it is, yeah, this was an action issue. There was a, you know, when we've complained about, oh, it's just the whole fighting for 20 pages and who gives a shit. Uh, no, there is deep intellectual thought in, within every page and every conversation. And I can't wait for this to all be in one giant-ass omnibus because I will buy this one. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at all these variant covers now. I'm just scrolling through them one after the other. They're just beautiful. My goodness. Uh, Prune Face. That was a dense variant. week. Yeah. Prune Face was the uh, variant cover. I believe his I believe he's called Ormorico in uh, some Star Wars thing. Uh, yeah, that's a ton of material, everybody. I can't believe we got through it all. We, uh, yeah, we got through it all, and hopefully you guys understand we're trying to approach this as writers and uh, not just say, oh, so cool, you should totally check it out because it was so fucking rad. No, 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 we're doing our best. We're writers. We're doing our best. We're making comic books. We are making art. We are limit pushing every day. And I don't know about you, man. I don't know what we've been listening to, but I've had Vegas on oh, repeat yeah. as well as the new dance department from yeah. Friday. Just nonstop yeah. dance music. Keep that that limit pushing uh, as far as the limit can go. I've uh, got a lot of uh, I am my chem this week because I've been uh, playing it on guitar. Brian, anyways. Uh, are you reading? Are you reading just tabs? Uh, yeah, and I'm occasionally trying to learn some like actual, I don't know what to call it, scales and stuff like that. I'm trying to trying to find to do the the right hand work out there in the. Uh, I don't know what the vernacular is, man. It's been so long since I tried to pick up guitar, and I traded a dude for a guitar that I had that I didn't want anymore, and so I'm relearning stuff, and it's just now it's all different because the internet. Like you would go somewhere and have to go to some school lab and print off a bunch of stuff. And I remember I had a fat stack of paper that was like, here's all these STP tabs and here's that Smashing Pumpkins song that I like or whatever. I, and I remember having a binder. I remember yeah. having a similar binder. Totally. Hmm. Yeah, this is where we are with things. You know, you can just get on a website and it'll crank it along and say, oh, hey, pay money. And I'm like, well, yeah, do I really... Maybe, maybe I want to pay money. I don't know. So I can have all of these options or I can help improve it. I'm like, dude, I am not there yet to be there's, able to help improve anything. There's a very good uh, Guitar Tabs app that's worth like the three bucks uh, for or eight. Actually, I think it's $8. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. It, it, a lot of people put a lot of different work to it. Cool. Cool. That's all I got, brother. You got anything else to take us home? Oh, not immediately. Uh, just work week, download books. Download books and download whatever else. I mean, all that Audible stuff that I've been listening to. And what did I just finish? I just, I'm still listening to my mom's book. Like, uh, I have to do a long box on that later. That's a tough one. That's a book about civil the Civil War in Indian Territory. And then, uh, like, we talked about the right stuff, but we didn't go into great detail. Just trying to find stuff that I can actually listen to yeah. when people aren't playing their music so loud at my shop. And then I'm going to be on the road going back and forth, and then I can really listen to stuff and not be uh, 
I'll be pestered by other people's country music or uh, whatever they happen to be listening to that I'm not into sometimes. So that's kind of that. Well, hey, man. Yeah. We did good. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, MFers, we, we appreciate you. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we're see you on Friday. Like, spun out on, on ending this. <laughs> yep. Take it easy, yeah. everybody. Have a good week. Later.